everybody, and welcome to PS Once Upon a Time, a PlayStation podcast where we play and review some of the games from our childhood and maybe some that we never got around to. Games exclusively for the PlayStation console. My name is Dallin, and as always, I am joined by Scott. How are you doing today? I'm good. I have figured out... The dog's barking. <laughs> I, can <hear> <laughs> I can hear it. <laughs> <There's day. laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> That's good. She wants in to uh, speak to me. I was going to say that I, I figured out that uh, if I hold a pillow, there's less feedback on my microphone because I'm not oh, touching very things. Good. I'm not Knocking touching things anything. Around. Yeah. I'm holding onto the pillow and that's just what I do for the entire thing. I, so that's I a very good myself. idea train myself that this is this is the way I sit now. So the audio quality listeners at home, much better the last five or so weeks, I would say. The ones in England were fucking shite. Shite. Well we had we had like a like a back to back to back of you were in England and that was a bit rough and then my microphone broke and then that yeah. was really shite but now we're kind of back on it a little bit. I the uh the latest one, the Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one that I put up um, just yesterday at time of recording this um, I actually spent like a little bit extra time like more time on it than I usually do and like really like went into the EQ and like the, the compression and really like leveled things out really nicely it sounded really good I was really happy with that Lovely. so Lovely. Uh, if, you're, if you're just joining us for the first time maybe start uh, at Mortal Kombat 2021 uh, good episode <laughs> episode 85 yeah. 85. Not Mortal Kombat 1995, uh, where you sound like you're recording from inside Oscar the Grouch's bin. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a shame, because I really liked that episode and that movie. And it was a good movie, yeah. It's a shame. It is a shame. So apart from the dog barking really loudly outside the door, uh, (laughs) audio quality, crystal clear. Should be good. Perfect. Beautiful, beautiful. This week, we are discussing... uh, a, a PlayStation game that when you uh, told us we were playing it the other day, one that you said people are clamoring for a remaster yeah. on this one. And fair enough. Pretty good. You we're can see about, why. Yeah, we're talking about Le- Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. And I will say this. Uh, the Legacy of Kane series, confusing. It is <laughs> somewhat, in, yeah. As in, get your, you know, your name's straight here because we've got like blood omen and then we've got the soul reaver and they're all legacy of kane but sometimes they're just legacy of kane and sometimes the subtitle comes first i'll say this i've never played any of the in this series but there was one time we we're going on a big road trip i didn't have a subscription to a gaming magazine when i was younger but my my mom got me one magazine to read on this family road trip and there are two ads in that mag like i read it back and forth so many times two ads that i have like seared into my brain and i'm pretty sure it was just the key art like it wasn't anything special just the key art with a title on it one was state of emergency yeah very good classic of course and then the other was blood omen yes. which is of course the next game after the soul reaver Games. No, in this, Blood, Blood in Omen this. is the first first one. Sorry, Blood Omen Two is what the Blood ad. Omen two. Ah, yeah. The ad. Okay. Because uh, you got Blood Omen Two, 
So you got Blood Omen, Legacy, or you got Soul Reaver, you got Soul Reaver 2, you got Blood Omen 2, and yes. then you got Legacy of Kin Defiance, which uh, I don't know much about, but I do know that Matt McMuscles has a video on that, so it must be a little shite. Must be shite. Yeah, must be shite, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised by this. Yeah. You know what? It's actually pretty good. It is pretty and good. I, I, I told you, so I, I... I know that it's like the the time that I played it relative to how good it is is not reflective of the quality. It's I thought it was a very good game, just wasn't like in the mood to play a ton of it. Yeah, um, I was actually still hung up on Harvest Moon from last time, and I was still playing still. that, and I was we'll really do a part enjoying two of that. that. <laughs> yeah, well, I bought uh, I bought um, just today, just coming out today, uh, the. Uh, Friends of Mineral Town Remaster came out on PS5, so I grabbed that. But that's a, a story for another day. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, so I played it for an hour or two, and uh, there was just some things in here that really uh, impressed me overall. I thought um, it was fun to play in general. Really impressed with some of the acting in this. Um, with oh, the it's art, good, isn't it? With the oh, art direction. Oh, yeah, really good. Oh, what a standby yeah. there. Uh, so, developed by Crystal Dynamics, third game, along with Gex and uh, the Disney Disney Racer, of course. Yeah. Uh, Amy Hennig's directorial debut. Uh, what do you think? What do you think of that? Do you, do you see? Do you see you the kernel see of the games that we like, Uncharted, in this? You you can, and I mean, going back to you know. I think I told you, like, I'm excited to talk about a game that's better than a five for story. And like, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly it. It's just like, yeah, you can see, you can see the focus on, on character, even in, uh, you know, with a third person action sort of puzzle solve. Like it's, it is, it's, it, there are threads aren't there that you can see. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. More like character and gameplay, and story and writing coming very close together, which is not something that you see in a lot of these yeah. games that we have. It's, mm-hmm. it's most gameplay is either really good or the atmosphere is really good, but sometimes they don't necessarily mesh. Like Resident Evil's atmosphere, excellent gameplay, yeah. load of shite, shite, and then something yeah. like uh, crap or not not crash. That's a bad example. <laughs> one of the best PS One games we've talked about. Shite. Uh, trying to think of another one. Like Pac-Man, Pac-Man, yeah, good Pac-Man gameplay. gameplay, really good, but like story and writing and stuff just non-existent. Not, yeah, not not that not that good. Okay, so we'll get into the gameplay, right? Yeah. It's kind of I think for this one they kind of wanted to make a bit of a Zelda type experience, right? It definitely does it feels feel like that, that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's puzzles, uh, lots of moving of blocks, right? Lots of pushing shit around, which right. is a bit which is annoying. Sometimes annoying. I find that the most annoying parts, talk about the negative first, that the navigation is also a pain in the ass in this, which yeah. is kind of maybe also to do with art style too. It's just really hard to like see where where you have to go next. Yeah. You know, it's uh, everything kind of looks the same. Uh, like putting it down and then coming back to it again, you're like, like it's, it's, it's quite easy to go down like a pathway while you're playing it and say like, okay, I have to go this way. But if you take a break for a couple of days, come back, you're like, all these corridors no are just idea. the same and there's they're no just, map or anything. They're so, just hallways, yeah. Yeah, and like the sort of, the mechanic with the 
the portal door. You can, like, open these doors to, like, the spirit world or the real world. And then that's kind of, like, your fast travel. I also find that kind of confusing as well, because there's not, like, a real clear way to figure out, like, which door is which. I know there's symbols, but the only real way to to know where you're going to end up going is if you memorize the symbol on the wall, which is not sometimes the easiest thing to do. Uh, So the main sort of thing in this, right, is that you are... You're the sort of soul or the sort of spirit form of a vampire that was once alive, and you can go between the spirit world and the real world. And the real world is like an apocalyptic hellhole, and the spirit world is the same, but it's just blue. Just bluer, yeah. (laughs) Just bluer, yeah. And you're trying to sort of overcome obstacles by changing across worlds and kind of escaping from enemies and then like kind of coming up maybe in a different location and getting them that way or fighting enemies in the spirit world yeah because they're dead in the real world and and shit like that like and i think that's a really interesting sort of mechanic i think it's quite novel in this yeah it is yeah it's interesting i i I do think like the the gameplay overall is is fine i did find a lot of it or not a lot of it like very non-linear which is not a bad thing but it can be when it's just kind of really confusing about where to go or what to do next which i definitely felt here um the combat was okay you know there's yeah. not a lot of yeah. depth to it but you know it's just again, kind of swinging around isn't it you know it is uh, but um, i do like i do like that your enemies are vampires and that yeah. to kill them you have to stun them and then either pick them up throw them onto a fire or use yeah. like some sort of pike or spiky object to stab through their heart, and that's how you kill them. I feel like that's mm-hmm. quite it's quite a cool idea. Yeah, it is cool. Uh, and like I love I love that there's like you know puzzles that need to be solved, like the one where you got to like pick the guy up and like throw him and like you know yeah. uh, stake him to a wall, and then yeah. that's the solution. Like there's lots of really cool and yeah. interesting solutions to puzzles like that, and I think yeah. it's always really fun in games when. And so, like, to have something like this where, you know, it's, you know, relatively early in the history of video games, I think, like, combat-related puzzle solving is always really interesting because so often it's just, you know, you know, platform puzzle. Okay, now it's time to do a combat. Okay, you're done with that. And back to the, you know, to the platform or the puzzle solving. So, to have something like this where there are puzzles that are related directly to combat and how you finish um, a fight is really cool and really novel I think. Yeah, it is good. There's some good interesting bosses in there as well. I, I got a bit further than you and you kind of, your whole, all your bosses are your brothers that have turned yeah. into horrible monsters in the future. Ooh, uh, I didn't like the, the meat grinder. Meat grinder, yeah. I was gonna Ooh. say, he turns his brother into fucking paste. Just paste. Oh, yeah. Just squishes him. In, uh, in, in Hitman Three, there is a level that's in a uh, a wine. What do you call it? A, vi- a vineyard, uh, and there's one of those big things to, like squish the grapes. The I press, guess yeah, you could yeah. you could lure people into that if you flip a nah. coin. They walk into it, <laughs> they get the coin. You're like, ah, squish them down. Yeah, uh, there's that one, and then I liked this uh, HR Geiger's arsehole boss. Uh, <laughs> Z- Zaphon, who's like yes. he's like the second one. He's like a big spider insect cocoon inside this cathedral or whatever, and he's just on the wall like the Dark Souls spider thing, and he looks horrible. He's disgusting. I, I was I was like, this is a great boss. 
Uh, and obviously, like, you're, you're kind of killing the bosses to sort of absorb their souls. Yeah. Uh, like you do with all the other enemies oh, as well. Souls. To get your health back up. Oh, souls probably inspired that, yeah. Uh, uh, and then you get new abilities in a Metroidvania sort of style. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. able to pass through the gates when you're in your spirit form, which is quite a useful ability. Uh, and then you, you can have a sword as well when you when you fight. Uh, I think it's when you fight Kane for the first time. Yeah. You, get, you get a sword ability. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's, so that's, that's where I stopped. And can we just talk about briefly how cool the soul reaver is just oh he's cool just just a really cool just the whole the whole sword the whole everything i love that it's like oh we got this ultra powerful sword and now you've got it it's like now it's only like the spirit of a sword i'm like that's really cool cool. yeah (laughs) i think in general all that stuff's really good uh so gameplay We'll talk about that more with story and stuff, but gameplay, sure. I give it like a seven. Seven, it's, yeah. I think it's good, yeah. Uh, I like it. So we have uh, graphics next, which are a little bit less interesting because I think, sure. like, I, I don't, I, I kind of, I like the setup of this sort of future world that's apocalyptic and kind of everything is like destroyed and ca- decayed. It's kind of, it's a bit like Dark Souls as well in that way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Matrix. Or oh, the Matrix. Yeah, it's a bit like the Matrix. <laughs> Haven't seen it. Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. Could be. Could be. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, he, he's in this. Uh, so <laughs> you got. You just got a lot of brown and grey and green yeah. and blue walls, right? And it's all kind of rocks, isn't it? It's just. It is. It's very just like textury down the hall, isn't it? It's it's mm-hmm. panels of textures and things like that. I do think, yeah, that the, looks interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I, I like the characters. I think that they're really interesting in general. Yeah, I like um, them. Yeah, I like I like their character models. The main guy is very cool. Uh, what's his yeah. name? His name's uh, friggin' friggin' uh, Raziel. Raziel. Azazel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Azazel. Yeah. He. I like that design because I've seen that cover quite a lot right and he has like the scarf it's, around it's his face it's one that you remember isn't it it's just yeah like, it is but there, yeah. I know, obviously I've never known what's underneath that and it's horrifying but it's really cool like it's just yeah. he just has no bottom jaw he just has the top with the two fangs and then he and then, lifts that down to absorb souls just right into his mouth right into yeah. his mouth hole I think that that's a great design for a character uh, I give there's not a lot to say about the graphics. They're kind of just plain, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I give them like a, a six. six. I give it a pass. I give it a six five. Is fine, yeah. Five. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so, getting on to the main thing, right? Which is the story. Okay. So let me just let me just run you through some of this because I would like I would love this. I said to you for this to just be a book because yeah. I like to read this. You know, the running through it is a little bit more bland than I would like. So I think if this was just a book and it was being told to me, get Amy Henning to write the book. There you go. Done. Print the money. Print the money. Forget about Done. whatever the fuck she's doing. Some Star Wars game that's never going to be made, right? Just just do this. Just do this. So the story is that you have Raziel, right, at the start. He's with, in the, in, I guess this is the one CGI cutscene, isn't it? Which is unusual because there isn't an ending one. Uh, it's just, just this one. Hmm. Uh, so, you're in Osgoth, and uh, Cain is there. He's got his five sons. You've got Raziel, 
you got fucking H.R. Geiger's arsehole, you got uh, the fish guy, uh, all that, right? And the thing that is happening is that Raziel's going up to the throne, and he's showing Kane that he has evolved so much in his vampiric form that he now has wings. He has surpassed Kane, right? And It's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. And then Kane goes up to him, and I wish I could remember the exact quote, because I, I've written down a couple of other quotes that I want to share, but like he... He's like, he's like, and what, what is my reward for doing well? Agony! And he, like, rips his wing off when he, uh, Kane rips Raziel's wing off. And then fucking, they all throw him into, like, this big soul portal or whatever. And then you wake up, like, I guess thousands of years later or something like that. Something. And, yeah, I guess you're trying to give, you're getting, get your revenge, aren't you? Uh, and you kind of find out as you go that these uh, these sons were actually humans that were right. already dead and Cain resurrected them and turned them into vampires and that's that's just so cool and you're just you're going through and you're seeing all this stuff like all the different families and like their different areas and Raziel's like commenting on like oh like what this what this area what this kingdom used to be like and how it's like yeah, fallen yeah. into ruins because of Cain's like all of his like flaws and things like that. I think it's just it's just so cool. It's, a, it's such a good setup. And it story. is really cool to have Kane as the villain who is you know the protagonist of this I thought, series. I thought the cloth guy was. Uh, I thought he was Kane. Right. In, I yeah. Assume. So because so Kane is is I, I think who you play as in Blood Omen. So you got yeah, yeah, Blood and, Omen um, comes out yeah. and then they flip the table, have him be the villain. Like, I think this that's, is right. That's really cool. Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, it's it is really cool, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I would give the story, I give it a nine because see if we're comparing it to the other ones. This is like this is flipping like Schindler's List, isn't it? This is like this is, yeah, this is this is, this, good. this is a really, really, this is a really good story, well told. Comparatively, yeah. obviously, this isn't Schindler's List, but you know what I mean. It's like we have Schindler's List, and yeah, we have hey, we, fucking, don't, we, don't, we don't need a Jeff Canada. Oh, no, situation on our hands here. It's more like here's here's Schindler's List and here's like fucking scary movie, right? And then yeah. here's Legacy <laughs> of Kin and here's uh, Pac-Man World or something. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think that there's a story that's as good or as interesting uh, outside of like Final Fantasy IX and Metal Gear Solid, right? This. Which like, I was gonna say, I don't think we did that when we did those games. We didn't do the section by section. No, we didn't ranking, but we I I think we would have ranked the story of those two games Definitely. and this one uh, about the same. Also, just as a, a footnote, Amy Hennig is doing Forspoken, that game that we just saw. That's uh, right, a month That's or right. so ago she's is what she's working on right now. With so. Gary Witta, and I don't think it looks that amazing. I feel like it looks, it looks fine. Yeah, looks fine. Uh, so I'm gonna so we'll move on to the the. Uh, signed, but for, we'll talk about uh, voice acting because voice acting yes. another element of this game. Very, very good, really like, good. Just really like animated and fun. I think, and I think yeah. the guy's name is Tony J. Is the narrator or like he's the he plays the elder god that is leading. He's good. Uh, uh, Raziel through through the story, and he's mm-hmm. like he does a lot of voices in like nineties cartoons and stuff. So it's very it's like a very familiar voice. Like he's like in Rugrats and Spider Man animated series and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so there's 
a really good quote at the start where Raziel says, he says, my once proud kin wiped from this world like excrement from a boot, which I think is quite good. And he says everything mm-hmm. with like, just a really, just really hard letters. Just everything is just like, especially the ends of his sentences, like boot. He's just like, so, ah, he's a cool, he's a cool it, character. It almost, he? it reminds me a little bit, this is maybe weird, but it reminds me of Ian McKellen doing Gandalf a little bit just like there's so like it's very like slow and deliberate and he enunciates all the right things and he does yeah you're kind of brought in you're brought in and you feel like this is this is real which is yeah in mccallan's style of acting is very naturalistic which is what exactly where it's like a joy just to listen to every word because it's so performative and so interesting yeah so i have a little passage just a short passage from the when he gets to the cathedral where uh the H.R. Geiger's arsehole uh, brother is. So, he says, whose name is Zephon, by the way. I do know his name. Uh, Legacy of Kane fans out there who want to send hate mail to us. Uh, so, he says, once a testament of mankind's defiance to Kane's empire, this towering cathedral now stood derelict. The humans who worshipped here dead for centuries. Its architects conceived this tower as a holy weapon against the vampire menace, a colossal instrument of brass and stone. The cathedral's pipes, once tuned to blast a deadly hymn, now stood silent, and these vacant spaces whistled their importance. Like, oh, chills right now. That's, that. that's how you do that's it, good, isn't, isn't it? it? Like, that's... that's good. <laughs> that's good description. That is good. And it's like the camera is like panning around the cathedral that's showing good. you the pipes and everything. Like, it's like, it's, it's very, it's good. It's good visual storytelling. That's, that's good world some Bloodborne level. It is, like, isn't it? Description. Yeah. It's really, really like, it's really like Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Like, it's, uh, and it's the same sort of idea of like, you know, centuries of decay. And yet mm-hmm, things are still mm-hmm. going on. Like it's like it's a it's a never ending cycle of just like death and destruction and and then you have like this kind of one hero who's collecting souls in the middle of it, just kinda trying to get That's towards good. the end. Yeah. Oh just like if they yeah, just a, if they reboot it, little book series to go alongside it. Companion series, please. That would be really good. Uh, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. But what about the what about the music itself? Oh the music you, was was okay very atmospheric you know um which isn't my favorite but the important thing is that the music serves its purpose and it does that well right it's not um overwhelming it doesn't take away from the you know the the atmosphere of the game uh doesn't take away from what you're doing at any present moment and i think in in a lot of cases i think that that's exactly what a, a score needs to do and so I think that it does a really good job of that without becoming especially notable in that regard as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's, it kind of just, it's the type of music that you, you don't really think about too much because it's just there while you're running around in the world. Like it doesn't, it doesn't stand out in a terribly noticeable way. No earworms just, there. Yeah. No, no, but it serves the purpose to kind of, give you this sort of gothic, gloomy feeling as you're running around. Yeah, and, yeah ser- serviceable in that way. So the voice acting's better than the score. I, I'll, yeah. I'll give it an eight. I'll get, I think an eight. Yeah, sure. I think just, yeah, I I enjoyed the cutscenes just because of how they were written and how they were delivered. And I think that that's a really remarkable thing for a PS1 game. Absolutely. To have that. Especially when, uh, even, even something that we really liked, which is kind of similar, Sound Hill, like, 
the story in that was quite confusing and quite mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the voice the voice acting wasn't that good it was yeah. kind of stilted and like just didn't really bring you into the story in the same way that this one does like you kind of want to mm-hmm. like just sit down and listen to what these characters have to say don't you uh which is not the case for for a lot of these other ones especially yeah. Res- resident evil as well just shocking shocking voice acting uh terrible so final category atmosphere atmosphere i think it's really good i think it it nails this you know dark gloomy sort of feeling and there's a bit of dread to it that i think like i was never really like comfortable <laughs> playing no it, it. is yeah um, it does feel uncomfortable you never feel safe do you when you're running around here and I think that that's like the hallmark of a game that really nails atmosphere is when, you know, it kind of give like, just because I said dread, you know, comparing to Metroid, I don't feel dread when I play Metroid. I feel a bit of annoyance and frustration, <laughs> but I don't, <laughs> I don't get this over, you know, and, I, and that's kind of what I was hoping for that game, which we'll talk about maybe a little bit at, an, at, a, at another time, you know with a title like Metroid Dread, you expect something heavily atmospheric and I don't quite get that. Whereas I do from this, from this 20, 25 year old game, whatever it is, it's, uh, um, I think, I think there's something a, about it does a really good job. Things being a little bit more bare and mm-hmm. in games that don't have like a lot of detail yeah, that are like kind of solely reliant on sort of sound effects and the, the score and like little little touches here and there but like you can't you can't craft a wholly atmospheric world so the emptiness adds to that in a way as well it it does in a weird way because that was going to be my my criticism of of the atmosphere is there isn't enough to like elevate it to like the the next you know yeah to like the silent hill level of of atmosphere right yeah it's not it's not there but the in a weird way, yeah, the sparseness does kind of add to this eeriness of, of it all. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I would give... I'll give Atmosphere an 8. I think it's I think it is good. It's I give it a gothic, 7, yeah. Gothic, foreboding. It's quite forlorn. It feels a bit hopeless, doesn't it? It feels yeah, sort it of like... When you're at the end of the world, and you're trying to sort of take revenge, and then at the end, Kane... Kane just does a runner, I guess. Uh, gets away... Yeah. So it's like, uh, what, what, you know, Raziel, you might as well just throw yourself into another soul thing to go to the below soul world. Because, you the, know. The next, to the nether Yeah, you can't kill world. yourself. What are you going to do? What are you going to do to get out of that? All right, so does it hold up? I think it holds up. I think. Me too. I think there are parts of it, mostly in like the general combat and gameplay that are definitely starting to show its age just because yeah this is a format that is still used but improved upon exponentially since this game's release because that's always the thing right like a platformer is always going to hold up a puzzle game is always going to hold up but to have a third person third person action it's it's, yeah but it's it's, it's absolutely playable um so, cameras yeah, not too bad on either. We didn't say no, that. Like no. R two and L two or whatever to do the cameras. I think, not bad. Or, not bad. R one R one and L one whatever. Uh, I actually I didn't mind that. I didn't find it frustrating. I feel like the combat is kind of slow enough 
that you didn't really need to yes. worry about that too much. Like it's quite it's quite laboured uh, in a way that some of the other the other combat uh, games uh, weren't. Like they were quite fast paced, and you really needed to be like on the ball with things. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think it does hold up. So now we're gonna rank it. In the Good. list. So I'm not going to start at the very bottom because I don't think it's anywhere near there. I'll start at Jersey Devil, which is number 15. And of course, great. The list, I was going to say, the list, gonna say top 15 here. Yeah. The list will be in the description. Uh, so 15, Jersey Devil, 14, Rayman, 13, Ape Escape, 12, Walt Disney World Quest, Magical Racing Tour, <laughs> 11, Spider Man, 10, Harvest Moon, Back to Nature, 9, Pac Man, 8, Klonoa, Door to Fantamil, 7, Alundra, 6, Crash Bandicoot. And I'll think I'll just stop there. Somewhere in there. What do you think? Yeah, I was going to say better than Alundra, better than Crash Bandicoot. Uh, you think it's better not. than Crash Bandicoot? Probably not. No. Probably not. So better than think, Alundra. You think better than Alundra? What was, what was after Alundra? Klonoa. Better than Klonoa, for sure. Um, yeah, I would say either on, on either side of... Uh, I'll go... I'll go just under crash, I'll I'll put it I'll put it in there. I would do it there because above Alundra. Yeah, yeah, sure, that works for me. We actually didn't mention Alundra, but it does have a quite good story and good writing. It's like there's a it lot does, in there, yeah. isn't there as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, I like, I like whole, Alundra, and I, I I wish I'd been able to spend more time with with that one. Um, yeah. But so yeah, I think high, that's yeah. high on the list. Good. Number seven. Well done. Very good. We also, we have a lot of, we've played a lot of games from 1999. Most of the games. Big year. Done. Yeah. 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 Well, not all of them good. Like Phantom Menace. Uh, Sorry. Not, big year. Not, not so good. <laughs> You're not good. MDK. I think MDK. as well. Shite. <laughs> so there we go. Number seven. Legacy of Game. What are we going to play go. next time? Next time we're going to play uh, I, I enjoyed so much playing Harvest Moon last time, uh, a game that I was very familiar with. Uh, we're not doing another sim Next or anything one. like that. SimCity <laughs> 3000. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm enjoying playing games that I know uh, that I had a lot of fun with uh, as a child. So next week we are going to play Mega Man X4. Mega Man X4. Specifically. Which I will be... Yeah, specifically, specifically X four. So you stand um, by you stand by that as being the best one. Yes, for sure. Uh, okay. I will be playing it on the PS five, uh, on the X collection, so that Very I can good. cheat. That's always actually it doesn't that. have cheat. It just has easy mode. Is all it has. Well, it's the easy mode. Is it just like infinite, infinite health? Infinite it's like. Heat. Energy. It's like you get double health and enemies get half health or something like that. Is this so. with man, the Mandrill in it? It's no, the... Spark Mandrill is just Mega Man X. This one, Mega Man X4 has classics like Magma Dragoon and uh, Storm Owl. Storm uh, Owl. Web classic. Spider. <laughs> Web Spider. You, you got all, you got all, Rhino the, Horn. all the classics. Yeah. <laughs> No, oh, there's there's some good there's some I think you'll have you played X4? No, I've never played. Okay, I think you'll like some of the bosses in here. There's some Cyber some, Peacock. Cyber <laughs> Peacock. Lo, I was just about to say that. Load of little freaks in this game. Lots of them. I think Frost you'll enjoy Walrus. It, so. <laughs> Frost Walrus. He's huge. Brilliant. The sprite work on that boss. Oh. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna Brilliant. enjoy that. That'll be good. That'll be good. So All join right. us next time. Thank you so much for listening to our review of Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Hope you had a good time, and we will see you next week. 
Yes, see you then. Bye.